Thanks for listening to the Pro Video Podcast, weekly insights into everything video, proudly presented by worldpodcast.com. Here's the host, Blair Walker. Hi everybody and welcome to the Pro Video Podcast. Every week we bring you insights into film, television, online video, VR and so much more. Today I'm really, really stoked to have the rest of my team join me in the studio I have FCB Motion. We have Corbin Koshak. Hello, everyone. We have Sam Knight. How's it? And we have Will Brown. Hello. I'd like each of you guys to just take a couple of minutes and explain your positions at FCB and your role in motion design, editing, or whatever other areas and disciplines that you really enjoy doing. So, uh, Corbin, we'll start with you, mate. Yeah, so I guess I'm a motion designer. I've been at FCB for about two years now. Worked at a small agency before that, doing kind of a bit of everything, like directing, shooting, and motion design, that kind of thing. Um, Pretty into, like, 2D and stuff like that, just kind of dabbling in 3D at the moment, but it's kind of, yeah, sort of the main stuff. Nice, nice. Mm. Sam, how about yourself, mate? Um, so I guess I'm I'm just the recently addition addition to the uh, team. Uh, I do what, motion graphics, predominantly just 2D. Um, I also do a bit of editing, not so much here yet, but I suppose it can come to play. Um, and prior to that, I've been freelancing for the last four years. Um, yeah, just around Auckland. Um, yeah, I don't know what else about that one. No, that's perfect. Awesome. Yeah. Will, how about mm-hmm. you? Yeah, I'm a, an, another motion designer on the team, but um, I suppose I suppose I kind of fall into more of a 3D category in terms of my interests, anyway. Um, but uh, I do a bit of everything because um, we we share the responsibilities pretty evenly between the team. Yeah, but I'd say that like we get encouraged to to follow the things that we're interested in, and, and definitely mine is. Um, in the 3D sphere at the moment, at least, yeah. Yeah, and you've been leading the charge on our GPU rendering with mm. Octane initially, and then Redshift when that came out yeah. of beta. Yeah, well, I've had to play with Arnold as well, which is also great. Well, it'll be cool when the um, Arnold goes GPU as well. Well, that's interesting. I'm not sure whether... Well, because like the thing that drew me to Arnold in the first place was the features. It was The utilities were great. <clears throat> and then moving into Octane, you could you could see that there were some limitations, yeah. or at least compl- it was more complex to build like a great shader <clears throat> in Octane. And then when Redshift came out, it had the utilities that Arnold has. Um, does it with the GPU, which is fantastic. Sam, you've joined the team recently, and part of the development that we need to do is get everybody across all the different clients. And we have quite a few clients at FCB. I really wanted to sort of understand from the person who had joined the team most recently how that's been just getting your head around all the clients initially. Uh, it's not too bad. I mean, like, as a freelancer, it is your kind of bread and butter doing this kind of commercial work. And, you know, you could have like a contract that goes for three months, you could have a contract that goes for a day, and you have the same amount of time that you need to get to like your head around the uh, clients like Aesthetic and Ethos. And so, yeah, it's just kind of like just used to it like landing somewhere somewhere new they've got a complete like client's back catalog over the last three years and you've just got to quickly get into their files have a quick look see how things are done and you know you don't know you're not there to reinvent the wheel you're kind of there to to do the job and do it quickly and so yeah it's not i don't really find it too daunting because it's just what i have to do i mean it is very much like i'll work on one campaign for one group and then within the next week i'll literally be playing for their like competitors yeah (laughs) No, I've noticed it too. We've had quite a few freelancers who um, supplement, you know, when we're all away on holiday, we have freelancers coming in. If work gets busy, we have freelancers coming in. Having you join as a freelancer, it was really evident that you're so capable of diving into any project and understanding it and questioning things that you're not sure about, Hmm. which is a sign of a really good freelancer where they're just, you know, they're raising things as fast as possible to get them sorted to move the projects forward. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, not to say like ill of it, but not, you know, no one's like a unique snowflake in this kind of industry. Like everyone does things very similar. Like it's only every now and again, you'll hit something that's slightly different and it's totally worth just asking the question. Cause if you don't know, you don't know. And there's no kind of like, I don't know, like shame and not knowing it. Yeah. Was it difficult that we name all of our files un- untitled? <laughs> yeah, final, no, 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 no. final, 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 final
It's all about the chase. <laughs> it's all about digging into a project. Mm. No, we're pretty pretty strict with how we organise our projects. Um, yeah, it's pretty tidy. Yeah. yeah, it's a bit of a difficult one because we, Corbin, you've been with us the, for a couple of years now, yeah. and um, we work on such a variety of projects, whether it's 2D or 3D or more edit-grade-based mm. Um so some, some facilities will have project file templates where you copy and paste the f- main folder and it's got all the subfolders in it. I sort of took a different route with that where we basically name the folders with whatever content would be within <coughs> it, which is other, other places do that too, but I think that the next step is we also number them to show the order of a project. Yeah. And um, I think... When you joined, you had worked as a solo person in your background at the last agency. How did you find um, the way we were organizing and how it is now? Um, I think, so I think when, when I first started, it was quite different because I was definitely a bit more final, final V2 yeah. um, in the last one. But I think now with, with, with numbering and the way it's set up is that like you don't have a folder unless you've actually got something in it so you don't have to like dig in and have a look and i think especially now since we've moved to windows like in a mac you can kind of do the column views and on windows you got to kind of like actually click in so it saves a lot of time just kind of jumping around and stuff and i think it does like once it kind of like i I got into my head like it does make the process a lot faster especially if you have to jump in and pick up someone else's work like you know yeah it's yeah which we do do a lot our projects go from one person in the team to another and I think that that's something where I know other studios have specialists but I'm really encouraging everybody to have skills in different areas of what we produce like we don't do every type of project Mm. so um, but that is probably a little bit different where we don't have a dedicated editor or a dedicated colorist but everybody is supported and given the tools to be able to do those processes so with Sam you've joined and you're an amazing 2D motion designer and 3D is something that you hadn't had exposure or experience in so that's something that we're going to be working over the next couple of years developing which is interesting because that's exactly what's happened with Corbin where you joined the team you didn't have 3D Girls, you had touched it when you're at tech. Yeah, when I was studying, we did some stuff in Lightwave, and I think maybe I was just put off by Lightwave, but yeah, yeah. that's understandable. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it wasn't too bad, but yeah, like jumping into 3D and once you know, kind of get your head around it, like it's just super intuitive and easy to pick up. So yeah, it's been good. And um, you're working on a project at the moment we can't talk about because mm. it's um, top secret for one of our top clients. But mm. um, I know that we're looking at implementing the new render engines and so Will who's already done the research and investigation to that is very much supporting you on that project that you're doing at the moment too yeah no that's good he's pretty much my um, safety net so (laughs) he'll he'll know how to solve it if there's an issue but it's kind of good yeah just like because I've been looking into it so doing all this on Redshift and you know looking up tutorials and stuff like that but I mean you learn the most when you just kind of get thrown in and you just have to yeah give it like a real world situation you have to break it before you can get it to work right (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) it's like you can't have a novel without breaking some eggs yeah (laughs) (laughs) and um we're finding some interesting difficulties with team rendering and net rendering and things like that because we've got four pcs that have got dual 1080 cards in them so collectively we've got a few cards to utilize it's just not as um, smooth sailing, hmm. getting them mm. all working. Network issues, I think, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Firewalls and whatnot. And that's part of being part of a big corporation, too. Eh? Yeah. Thank God for IT. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to have a show with um, Frank and the boys on. Oh, yeah. Frank's our head of IT. He didn't want to. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> chaos. Surprised <laughs> <laughs> he picked up the phone. <laughs> um, Sam. Having just recently joined us, you were freelancing for quite some time. And in the industry, there's freelancing has been really amped up as a lifestyle way to be. Yeah. How, how's that been for you, knowing that that m- movement's happening at the moment, but you're, you're going the other direction, going from free, freelance to full-time? So, I mean, my decision to kind of go full-time was because um, I was doing the same thing again and again, which was fine. I mean, I enjoyed doing it, but I wasn't learning a new skill because... 
no one's going to pay a freelancer to learn 3D. And so if I wanted to learn 3D, if I wanted to learn um, anything like that or kind of grow, uh, I kind of had to be part of a team. Um, this is what I kind of noticed like in the last few years. I was like, oh, you know, like, this is what I've been doing. I'm getting good at it, but I can't, you know, I can't teach myself what I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, I kind of have to align myself with somebody who will ensure that I kind of grow as a creator and stuff. Because, I mean, there's lots of things where now I think oh, I really don't want to learn that. But watching you guys, I'm like, I think it's inevitable that I'll have to play with that. Like, I did, ugh, nodal systems. This is <laughs> the ugliest things on the planet. But by the looks of it, I'm going to have to learn it. And yeah. I'm sure you guys are going to point me in the direction I'm going to have to do it. Nodes. <laughs> I love Node. <laughs> Node fish. <laughs> no, it's, um, it is just getting over that mental barrier. I think when it clicks is when you can see the power. And it's the same with expressions. For a long time, I was like, oh, just going to stay away from it. And then get over that mental block and you just see the potential of the power and the time saving that it'll help. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And there's something that we're actually focused on a little bit this year. I've kind of told you all to watch some training on expressions <laughs> so because there's nothing worse than um if we what we do is we work together as a team in the way that we approach the projects so if i just start throwing expressions into everything and there are no keyframes but <laughs> everything's expressions based it's not fair to pass on a project to you to have to open up and then go oh what what's going on in here how am i actually going to work and make this change in the 30 minutes i've got available because we do work as a team where we're dabbling in everyone else's projects, yeah. Have you found, doing a short burst of learning on expressions? Mm. Um, it was good. Like, I've never, because I kind of knew about them and I like, you know, I was using Wiggle and parenting stuff, <laughs> but I, I, outside <laughs> of that, I hadn't yeah. really sort of delved into it. So it was good just to see what's, um, what's possible. And then you can, yeah, as you, you know, you can kind of connect the dots and, and you can sort of think up ideas that you could make projects easier to use and maybe do stuff you couldn't do um, just through keyframe animation, which yeah. is cool. I think it's a massive, like, it's a hole that you could <laughs> fall into and, you know, I don't know, I don't think I'd make a full expression-based After yeah. Effects project, but it's definitely got a lot of uses, I think. Totally. Yeah. I think motion and filming and editing, all of it's a massive hole, really, mm. which is kind of the exciting part about it. Realising that as the more you learn the more you have to learn because you don't know a portion of it. Yeah, and it really depends, like, which holes do you want to go down and how useful is that going to be to you? Because if you go down some holes, yeah, you can find that it's actually useless in the end. And I think it's good to kind of have the foresight to make sure that when you're researching or experimenting, that at least what you're doing has some kind of merit in the future for you. It's it's very much like the the difference between doing... Well, at university doing research on the internet or actually going to the library, if you went to the library, you're kind of forced to read a whole bunch of stuff that initially you wouldn't have been interested in just to get to the points that you think you need to get to. But on the path, you're definitely going to come across things that are probably just as useful, if not more um, important to the actual thing that you're trying to get to. Whereas I find that on the internet, it's so accessible, it's so there, that mm. you're always going to just be like, well, this is what I need to learn. And so you'll just follow that path. And so that's why I kind of felt yeah, I need to get somebody else to teach me what I think I don't know. Yeah. And that person was available, so he came to me. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Uh, he'll come around. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, yeah, I know only from experience myself that there's always really cool, shiny new toys coming out. And the more I reflect on that the more I understand that it's the fundamentals that make the biggest difference the shiny toys just make it easier to implement mm-hmm. um, that's been a hard lesson because it's pretty easy to get distracted with um, mm. new tricks and yeah I think you have to be strategic the way that you choose what to fill your brain with because you can watch content all, all day and all night Every and it's all educational and great useful in, in some ways but uh, like you said, the fundamentals that I find it's harder it's harder to find content that has a breakdown of great fundamentals. Um, but you could, like the way I've been finding it recently, the most recent ones that I've really enjoyed is watching things like Every Frame of Painting on YouTube oh, yeah. and awesome, yeah. um, like analysis of 
cinematographers like Roger Deakins and stuff. Yeah. There's loads of channels and they, they break down the shots. They t- I mean, some of them are weak, but there's a lot of great ones that tell you how they break down the shots, the lighting setups, the reason why it's powerful, and, and they, they show you the patterns that emerge in the movies that they make. And I think that um, having someone break down what the masters do and show it to you, which, which is something you might not be able to look, well, find out, unless you spent... 16 hours watching all the movies and writing it all down you know being shown that information succinctly is uh, really powerful and, and probably something you wouldn't pick up yeah mm. and it's it's knowing where that type of content is yeah it's just so much but yeah. when you find somebody who's really distilling it down to really valuable information concisely that's where the gold is and um you know Kerry Smith was on recently as you you guys all know because I'm always going on about who's on the show (laughs) (laughs) but um, that kind of content is just quite different to everything else that's out there and and it really does boil it down to focused thoughts about creativity rather than here's, here's a tool and I think the thing that I have recently been voicing is it's all good and well to watch it but you have to make something too Otherwise, it's useless. Um, it's kind of like watching a tutorial on how to make something, but you don't actually then go and make it. In, yeah. in a year, you're going to forget it. But if you actually went straight away and did it, in a year, you'll fully be able to jump back into that type of content creation. Mm-hmm. So I know that all of you guys have your own different creative passion projects because I don't think it all has to be about motion either. I think that that's the cool thing about our industry is that creativity influences what we do no matter what it is so Will I know that you've been doing a lot of um, you've been doing some daily renders as well as um, animations recently yeah I I guess I've just I think what happened was um, that was like probably two years ago maybe a year and a half I'm not sure but you kind of play with cinema for a number of years and then and then just something clicked I think what I actually I remember one of the things where I was like, oh my god, I can make depth of field in After Effects in, in post, and I can make render times lower, and I can actually do this. You know, there was a few things that came in t- together to make me realize that it's possible that I can make renders that look great, and it's not going to take forever, and it's not some kind of mystic, you know, mysterious beast that you know only the best of the best can find out. Oh, yeah. it's, it's actually not that difficult. So I, so I've spent the last year and a half experimenting creating art like trying to find my voice and style which I still don't think I have done yet and there's something that's going to be developing over the next few years um, but I've gone from doing kind of quick playing around to trying to develop um, an idea into a short kind of movie I guess like you know usually between like 15 and 30 seconds long but I want to get some animation and I want to have it um, at least be a bit meaningful and I'm not saying it doesn't have to mean heaps it's just uh, as long as you know like we're talking about strategy and style and stuff yeah as long as the, 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 that you've gone through a process of having a, an idea and then yeah breaking it down into visuals and then storyboards and then and creating that into an animation um that's, no, what totally. I, that's where i'm trying to go at the moment anyway yeah yeah i've definitely seen that progression in um your approach over the last year mm-hmm. and that growth within yourself but also that confidence mm-hmm. of um the tools as you had done a lot of initial early renders mm. quite quickly your confidence of what you were doing was just growing and growing I could see that in your own development mm-hmm. and Corbin you have recently looking at an animation project that you're doing as a passion project yeah and I'm kind of working with you along that to just kind of not help influence the creative but just help you on that process of creating this work so mm. how have you found that project and I know that time is always a hard one <laughs> Yeah, it's it's mainly just um, finding time, which um, which I, which I am sort of here and there. But I think I'm just going to try and sort of um, get down, to, you know, with it and just s- sort of smash it out. But it's I'm trying to go through the whole process of creating style frames and and through to the execution with like a script and an idea behind it. Some was I, I used to really enjoy um, when I was first starting and sort of concepting up storyboards and approaches for ads and stuff so just getting a bit a bit more into that that kind of thing but then of course hopefully being a bit technically better now um hopefully make something cool yeah at the end of it yeah i'm really excited to see where that project goes i'm really supportive of 
all of you doing your own personal projects. You know, if we can find some time when there's some downtime at work, totally just driving that along. Because I truly believe that this influences your professional um, career and the way mm. that you approach jobs. Have you sort of felt that yourself, that you're sort of looking at the work that's coming in day to day is uh, slightly different because of the personal project? Yeah, I think I'm, um, and this is going down to like watching like watching style and strategy from Division 5, thinking more about the story or the narrative behind everything. So even if it is just like a logo animation at the end of um, a campaign that's like, I'm just touching this three seconds at the end and there's like a 90 second ad, like it's like, okay, so this is like watching the ad, this is what I'm taking from the ad, like how can we, you know, make that a little bit better and add to it? at the end rather than being like yeah this is like some cool flary thing that i saw a tutorial on it's like okay what's the best execution for this um particular situation so i'm going more into into that and then yeah just more craft stuff is yeah kind of the main the main goal yeah awesome and you are no stranger to punishing yourselves with big projects either <laughs> yeah. last year you released it released your first solo album do yeah you, do you want to tell everyone about that as well uh, yeah, so I moonlight as a moody singer-songwriter. Um, so I've done like like dabbling for the, over the last... Well, I've been writing since I was like 12, but um, it was more just like a personal thing. And then I started trying to do something with it maybe five years ago. So I've done... Did a couple of EPs and then put together a, a full length, which was quite an experiment uh, experience, trying to just create like a full body of work that was interesting and different enough like as it, as it kind of moved through. So... So yeah, that that takes up a lot of my time as well. Um, but it's kind of nice. Um, I think it does tie in to the video side of it and like timing, and it's all it's all pretty similar in you know telling a story and creating a mood. And, yeah. yeah, I I definitely have seen how much music is part of motion and video, not not just soundtracks, but the people who are creating this work are usually a lot of them have some background in music in some way. Um, yeah, it's it's a theme that I've seen all over the world, and there's something, there's definitely something there. Mm. I wanted to discuss with you, Sam, um, how we met, which was at NodeFest last year. That's correct. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> yeah, I'm always raving on about Node. How did you find it? Ah, uh, it was awesome. Um, so. Usually I try and like go to at least one or two events a year. And so last year I missed out on semi-permanent, which I've, I've always kind of gone to. And um, then Node popped up. I was considering doing the massive track over for, what is the one in Canada? And Toronto. Blend. Yeah. But that sold out like so quick. Real quick, yeah. And so, yeah, as soon as Node popped back up on the radar, or popped on the radar, like, yeah, I was getting my ticket in as quick as possible. Um, but yeah, it was just great. It was crazy. Um, to be in an area with so many other like motion designers and just like at the end like standing at the bar and just hearing like the snippets of conversation of people complaining about different things it was like <laughs> yeah I know that is a pain in the ass mm-hmm. um, yeah because usually like I'll go to these design events and motion or film it's all kind of lumped together and it's it's only like it's a very small fraction of it and it's it's unfortunate it's kind of placed in the kind of hierarchy a little bit lower down um, which can yeah, which isn't, isn't terrible, but I mean, like, it, you do kind of feel like you didn't get as much out of it as you could have. But to go to, like, an event that is specifically about uh, motion, yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was an awesome day. And Corbin, um, you and I went over representing FCB. Yeah. So you came to um, Node as well. Will was holding the forts. Sorry about that, Will. Good man. That's all good. Oh, sorry, it wasn't that great. <laughs> But you and I, Sam, ended up chatting outside um, over a drink and then that's literally when I was inquiring as to what you were doing and I was pretty much saying you, you'd need to apply for the role that we've got. Yeah, you did, several times. <laughs> In my normal uh, slightly yeah. inebriated yeah. Uh, manner. Yeah. <laughs> So um, a great opportunity to potentially um, meet with people who have roles or just to connect with other freelancers who... I think freelancing where 
you create a network. So if you do get busy having other people that you trust that you could pass work on to. Oh, uh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I get, you get asked all the time, like, if you're busy, well, do you have someone else? And you really do have to consciously be like, oh, do I trust you with... Because it's yeah. like you need to have that relationship with your clients that's quite solid. Like, if you just recommended anyone and they don't do a great job, it does kind of reflect on you. So you can be a little bit precious about that. Yeah. But if you can find, like, yeah, a good backup team, it's great. In Australia and New Zealand, there's so many great, talented people, but it's still a small pool. It's a real small pool. Yeah. I, I used to think, oh, it's just because we don't know about everybody. And in your case, I didn't know about you. Mm. And um, I think that that's where having these community get-togethers to connect people, because otherwise, even if you were still freelancing, I would never have come across you, I don't think, for some time. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it would have been useful if you were a freelancer to send your reel or website directly to people who are in, say, head of motion oh totally I mean people were probably scared totally. to do that most of the time aren't they because it's read Joey Corman's book yeah that's next on my list eh? yeah nah nah um, people need good people so yeah. in the case in your case okay um, Will's going to be heading back to the UK this year so he's going to go out freelancing in your case like you have a great reel and you shouldn't be shy I think it's just um, you know Joey's Joey's basically saying, do a little bit of research. Don't just cold email. Do a little bit of research. Like, know who people are. Know who the organization is. Know the yeah. work that they are producing. Be real creepy. Don't yeah, be yeah. too familiar. <laughs> like, how, how's the wife out there to name them? Just knock on that door. Hey, buddy. Find where they live. Yeah. Take your show real. Yeah. Like, I've just come to show you my work. Yeah, Send <laughs> you like my reel? Some flowers and your, your a DVD of your show reel. Some, yeah. some chocolates. Yeah, yeah, yeah I love that. <laughs> <laughs> now, in all seriousness, um, people hitting me up. I wish it just happened heaps more. The good ones. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know who you are. <laughs> but I mean, even if it's bad, like you're not going to look at them and be angry. Like, no, no, it's going to no. be like, oh, cool. Let's check out the work. Like, I don't think there's ever going to be a negative response to getting your work out there. Totally. No, no. I was, I was being a bit silly there. It's, um, it's really good to know that there are people who are looking for roles and opportunities in our area. Yeah, it's pretty much why I started all the groups is to try and find them because we spend a lot of time in the suites, on the tools, or in meetings and things. It's really hard to spend time hunting other motion designers, editors, colorists out. Mm. So hopefully if we create these communities and people over time just gravitate to hanging out with other like-minded people, Mm. we can make these connections a lot easier with the likes of, say, you and I, Sam, and then... That meeting people in person, that's actually real key. And so one is like showing that you can do the work. The other is like showing that you're going to be a good fit for the team. Like, you know, we work so closely every day. Mm. We need people who are going to click and that we're going to get along with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So here's your guys' chance to basically bag me up. (laughs) (laughs) It's yes. <laughs> oh, dude, we already do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> On the record. <laughs> right, okay, so I'll step out. I won't listen. And then you can just have a free-for-all for five minutes. <laughs> I suppose it's like an opportunity to sort of share what it's like working with me because there's a lot of people who listen to the show all the time. Be honest. Yeah. What's it like uh, working with me? Oh, it's, it's good. I think um, <laughs> it's nice because it's... Um, Awful. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's it's always it's good because very it's a very supportive environment. So like I feel like if I was especially when I was new, chuck something that I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can quite do that. Like I'd just hit Blair up, and he'd kind of always, you know, take a break to just help me out with um, whatever it was. So that's that's pretty cool. And then also when I uh, was working at my last job, um, I had an uh, assistant I worked with who was who was um, really great. But then outside of that, I didn't really know anyone in the industry so then I like I, I couldn't really talk to anyone about what I did so it was weird and then like obviously coming to work with the team and there were four of us and like, oh, I can talk about what I do and then Blair's obviously done a great job setting up the pro video podcast and all the meetups around um, Auckland and the groups there so like just knowing that there's a, a group of people that do 
what I do. <laughs> it's really cool. Yeah, well, um, I, had, I had forgotten actually that we met well before I was looking for somebody. Mm, it was like yeah. six months before. Yeah, yeah. So and, I think, yeah, I was asking for your advice on sort of where I should focus on upskilling and moving and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you were quite um, ambitious, I could see then. And that's the great thing about meeting up with people because you never know when the timing's going to be right. Mm. So I've always tried to connect with people in the hopes that there will be future opportunities, mm. such as people moving on, um, doing new things, moving overseas or whatever. And so with you, it was a great opportunity to get to know you just literally because you were inquiring about the industry. But then you mm. followed up when you wanted to move on mm. and that, and you got in touch with me because um, there was a little bit of confusion over your ability to show work that you had created which you fully had the right to. So I was able to help you understand your rights as a motion designer. Mm. But then that was actually just prior to a role coming up. So yeah, that reconnecting so. really helped when I needed to find mm. someone. Yeah, no, it was, it was super good to, to sort of jump there and also quite, quite a different environment um, working with such a big company as well, which is super good. Um, so yeah, it's good experience-wise, I think. So no, yeah, like it's been, um, it's been good. <laughs> yeah only There's, positive things to say no it's it's quite an awkward one and i don't know i was just throwing that out i know that you guys would be really honest anyway and because we've got great relationships so yeah it must i'm not sure how this is coming across to everybody i'm not trying to like <laughs> fish positive statements but give it a little bit of a insight into how we all work together um because i i've got the ability to work as senior to support you guys it's something that I never had by having another motion designer who had gone through 15 plus years of experience because mm. there wasn't any yeah. <laughs> back in the day <laughs> and um, so I think that was really important when you joined the team Will mm. you'd gone from being a one man at another agency and wanted to sort of just have a team of people as well mm. yeah historically I've worked as a solo motion designer at different agencies and um, um, I I think every time you move you should be moving for some for a reason that, to, to help you progress in a way like someone was saying earlier one that he needed to join a team to learn 3D and help spur him on I think for me I wanted to learn oh sorry join a team because I wanted to know what my my bad habits were because if you're working on your own the whole time you I've got oh my the things I would do, you know, <laughs> like organizational file structures, all that stuff. I'm like literally untitled final underscore seven. <laughs> and then coming to FCB where there's like the volume of work is so vast that, that you're forced into using a really, really uh, a strict file structure so that everything is organized well. Um, um, and just learning how a motion team can be profitable within an agency. Yeah. I think that's, that was like the thing that um, one of the things, the biggest learnings I've had from being with you guys. Because it's organized really well, the producers are uh, the producers are great. But the 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 best way for a motion team to run is by having briefs that make the work brainless. For you. I know that sounds lame, but I mean it, it has to be so well laid out so you take out all the guesswork. And I think that's something that FCB do really, do really well. And and I think um, it's helped stress the importance of that for me. It's yeah. the planning and the production or the pre-production. Yeah. A big shout out to our team of producers. Mm. I'm going to have them on, on a future episode to discuss being producers. Um, but we've got five full-time producers. Um, that's uh, Pip, Mariana, Amanda, Rebecca, and Sonali. And yeah, so it's it's the relationships that we have with them are probably our key relationships with mm. others in the agency. Yeah, man. I don't. Know. I found like they're either a great producer or they're not. Like, there's there's really no in between. Yeah. Like you're either doing your job incredibly well and just think so seamlessly, or you're literally got the client ringing you on the phone while you're doing their work, and you're just like, I don't know why. Just a little closer to the mic. Just a little bit closer. Just Always trying to make it go closer. <laughs> <laughs> Heavy breathing. No, I, I, I know exactly what you're saying. I think being one of the largest agencies in Auckland, we're pretty lucky that everybody are performing at the top of their game. Yeah, no, super good. Which makes it so much easier. You know, it's, it's like when you're doing an edit and a color grade. If it's shot well, that you've actually got content to make into an edit, and it's shot well, that it's you're able to craft a grade that's really different and that's 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 kind of we're lucky to work at that level where that's 
the goal mm. and everybody is working to make every aspect of a campaign as perfect as possible. Mm. Yeah. You, you've been noticing that recently, Corbin, you know, we've got in, in-house um, directors, um, content directors, and we're, mm. we're working more and more closely with them and we're gonna, I'm going to have them on the show in the future as well. Cool. Yeah. Um, where we're discussing pre-planning storyboarding stage, how it's going to be shot and what it's going to be shot on and um, the cameras, the codecs, the color spaces, the mm. the frame rates, all of that stuff. How, how have you found that from actually back in the day, you doing that? <laughs> yeah, I think I suffered from being a jack of all trades earlier in my career. So um, for me, so yeah, I've definitely focused down on the post-production motion side of that. So it's great to, to just be able to talk through because I think someone who maybe hadn't, hasn't touched that that post side as much like you can kind of sit down and be like this is what's going to be good for me to work with and, and and then they'll be like this is what works better on the shoot so together you're creating a better yeah a better end product rather than it being like well my job's done so hand it off and then it's like my job's done like you know so it's it's yeah more of a, an inclusive nature which is it's, i think is really really positive um a good direction to be moving in. and also the guys are super talented so yeah. that definitely helps yeah some great looking shots coming out of there some sexy sweet shots coming through good yeah i think the better like almost the better the shots like the less work we have to do yeah. so if we're doing heaps of work on <laughs> footage great, then it's it? yeah yeah then it's not so good oh my god that great <laughs> <laughs> it, it is like that and the higher you get up the easier the job becomes because every aspect of it is just dealt with and um mm. those jobs that don't have the same skill or love or budget attached to it are the ones that are really difficult because mm. you're fixing rather than crafting at times. Yeah, yeah. they do that. I mean, it, even on like high budget um, Hollywood movies, I was watching a video. Um, it was an interview with the editor from Baby Driver. Yeah, I can't remember his name, but um, he 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 was actually editor on set for the whole film. Normally, yeah. he'd maybe go on for the action scenes or something, um, but he was kind of making mini cuts of, uh, of every scene on set with wow. um, there was a lot of articles around that, that yeah. yeah they were basically doing cuts as they were shooting yeah well yeah. because they had these immensely complex um, choreo- choreographed scenes mm. that were cut that so were cut to the music yeah cut to the beat and yeah exactly yeah, yeah. you could write everything so tightly I guess because he yeah. writes it with the post-production in mind I think he shoots it that way so yeah, yeah if yeah. a shot isn't timed right and you get to the end yeah. it's like oh, I guess you have to know if it's going to work yeah because yeah. they were filming in America I think and then they edited it in, back in the UK oh, right. and, yeah. and they said they just didn't they didn't want to have to deal with the fallout of um, oh my god this doesn't work in the edit you know right, that would be yeah. the worst on a massive feature that would suck so, but they said they said it was actually one of the most they, it was kind of daunting to have to do that on set but they said it was actually the, the takeaway from that was that it was the best thing that they did right okay yeah like it was like amazing having the ability to do mini cuts on set and make sure it works yeah it is something that the technology is allowing us to um, reimagine workflows because even the way we work we're completely online and we don't lock any of the work down it's just it's, I've kind of worked like that for the last four or five years now especially um as the grading capabilities of premiere with lumetri have gotten better not having to have offlines locked down and being able to adjust edits at the last minute it's just literally what we have to do now mm. and now it's time for the pro video packs so um, I'll go around and just ask each of you, what would your pro video pick for this week be? Corbin? It's just like sort of a program or a plugin or something? Or? Yeah, it can be literally anything. Mm. You know, at the end of every show. Yeah, but, yeah. Because I make you guys listen to every <laughs> yeah. show yeah. on a Monday um, morning. Well, I do, like, I rubber, rubber Hose, that plugin was pretty cool. Played, played with that a bit last year, which is super fun and just makes animating quite quick. And then The Shape of Water which is an amazing film, um, which I, ro- I watched that recently. Um, some good special effects and some, some feels. Some good feels. Ooh. Some good feels. I felt stuff. Nice. nice. Yeah. Are you jumping already into inspirational video? Oh, is that it? Oh, that's yeah. I blurred the lines, yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to, I'm trying to just tick all the boxes now. Mixing it, it you're just like, right, <laughs> go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, let's, let's, you've already um, shaken it up, so let's go that yeah. way. We'll just do one person at a time. Okay. So who do you follow online? Uh, online, I follow like uh, some illustr- like James Jean and McBest and stuff like that. Um, so for for illustration stuff, and then I kind of go to like 
you know motionographer and there's like motion collection on a collective i think it is on instagram things like that it's kind of quite random i sort of just um i mostly follow illustrators and then if i want to look at video content i'll kind of go on a a little you know adventure through Vermeer or something nice yeah. nice a little pick a path of Exa- uh, yeah. passion <laughs> yeah 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 well that kind of leads into the next one which is um, inspiration because it's not just about following other people making video content to get your inspiration so inspiration could be from anywhere so where would you go for your inspiration yeah I think um, I mean I used to just kind of go to like motionographer and yeah, you have all the curated um, channels like wine after coffee and stuff and I think lately I've been like going to like events at the art gallery and just stuff like art spaces around town and just watching movies I feel like it's all becoming like a lot of the same so I'm trying to like especially for what I'm doing so I'm trying to just do different things I think yeah lots of movies I think yeah cool yeah, I, we went to the art gallery yesterday, which was a oh, Sunday, and it was um, it, yeah, it's it's so good to just find inspiration from other types of creativity. I know that that must be a huge part for you and your music as well. Yeah, yeah. Because I think I kind of um, I always feel bad because I feel like I'm not kind of dedicating enough time to to either of them. So I kind of I'm just going down the middle. But yeah, it's kind of um, it's good because I think for me, stories and like narrative that kind of um like giving like an idea or reason behind what you're what you're saying so like if you look at and i was talking to someone about this recently but there's like say a fine artist does an amazing picture everyone in the fine arts community will be like oh this is amazing this is incredible but then um you know like if you put it on facebook it might get shared a couple thousand times but then you look at someone who's made like a really simple web comic with an idea of, of something we all you'll go through with stick men like that would get shared like millions of times so it's kind of like it's more the idea rather than the execution a lot of the times and of yeah. course the better you do it the more the better it's going to be but it's it's kind of like finding that balance which i think like yeah style or substance it's kind of trying to yeah i'm trying to sort of find that balance i think you just need to find better clickbait i think so <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay you won't uh, believe what this picture looks like <laughs> <laughs> is it a stick or is it fine <laughs> it should be like a like a like a dial-up simulator where you look up pictures and it just slowly like venetian blinds reveals the image from top to bottom <laughs> that, that was what we called the internet back in the day <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> like take half an hour to load an image um so where can people follow you online Ooh. Uh, I guess my main thing is I've got a uh, on Instagram I've got uh, this Power Fire page which is my band and then I also which is more music uh, related stuff and then I've got like an art Instagram page which I think is like Corbin Arts or something something very clever um, <laughs> where I post sort of Instagram things then I'm on Facebook as this Power Fire as well but I do it is mostly my music channel but I do kind of you know put arty stuff on there sometimes yeah because you're working on all the um artwork and the covers and all that as well yeah, yeah so all the design and all that stuff yeah i try to get Sweet. through and yeah. uh we'll put a link to your album on spotify as well oh yeah check it out give it a listen um <laughs> <laughs> listen to it lots and lots and lots yeah buy it on itunes and all that stuff <laughs> I will put the iTunes link in. Oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Get that cash money. Yeah. <laughs> Support the artist. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sam, pro video pick, what would yours be? Ooh, um, I guess so, like, what last week I've been playing with uh, Overlord. And that... Yeah, There's that was, an update to that too we have to get. It? Yes. I mean, oh. to say, we've got to download the update. Uh, can, I, can I speak about the bugs that I found in it? Yeah, or? yeah go for it. The um, they probably fixed in the update. <laughs> yeah, well, fingers crossed. It's the like the switching back and forth between um, Illustrator and After Effects. Yeah, that was a little bit buggy coming from After Effects back into Illustrator. Mm. But hopefully that's fixed. Hopefully we we'll have to go back oh, and we'll check just, it out. We'll just edit that bit out. <laughs> yeah. Does it? And we'll let's do a second version in case yeah. we do edit that. And it's like Overlord. It's yeah. great. There's yeah. no no issues at all. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> this is just a question on Overlord. Does it create shape layers or does it like mask out a solid? Uh, shape layers. Oh, awesome. Cool. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's good. Masking out a solid was just yeah. a pain in the ass. And yeah. then you can add expressions to control all of your strokes with one expression. Amazing. I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, awesome pick. Awesome. Inspirational video. Anything. It could be a film, TV, online content, whatever you'd like. I do. I mean, there's quite a few. But what I find myself always going back to is um, 
uh, Ned Wedlock's uh, pagey. I've, I've, uh, you guys haven't heard this, but um, last week's episode, which isn't released yet, oh, that's a bit of a trippy one. Yeah. Ned came up um, as Gareth O'Brien, who you know oh, from yeah, Buck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, Ned came up in conversation. So which video is this? Uh, so, the, so the Apache. So that was a music video for um, it's a Danger Beach. I think it's yeah. an Australian brand. But um, yeah, it's, just, it's amazing. It's just, it's. I'll watch it again and again, and then I realise that there's no cut in it. It's all it's all just one piece, and it's not it's not like thousands of elements flying everywhere. You're really just watching one character for the entire time, or well, one character at, at a time, like different characters coming back and forth. But um, it's I don't know. It's it's one of those kind of beautiful designs where it seems simple until you've watched it ten times, and you yeah. realise like each bit he's made. Because, I mean, he he also had his short film last year or the year prior, which I went and saw at the festival. And, yeah, it's just beautiful. He does he does the most amazing work. And what I like about it is that it's not it's not necessarily something that he's using the latest plugins. He's using After Effects until it breaks. He's, he's just designed every frame. And it, they're just beautiful. Yeah. So interesting that he's come up two weeks in a row. So, yeah, you and Gareth are on the same plane there, Sam. But it's just, yeah, he's, there's definitely been things that I've seen online and I'm like, oh, that looks like his work. And sure yeah. enough, I've delved down and it's his. And like, I think that's what I like looking at people's work is it's regardless of whether you've seen the credits, you know who it is. Yeah. Mm. Which is, I guess, a blessing and a curse in that it does pigeonhole you. It does mean that you can do this one thing and no one's probably not actually going to hire you to do something else. But yeah. that might be awesome as well you might not want to do you know informational pieces about septic tanks so <laughs> i guess that's also what what you were saying will about like finding your voice so he's obviously just got a really strong voice that people can yeah. be like yeah that's yeah totally yeah that's his work that's cool it's very cool um following who do you follow online um well corbin said quite a few so can we just like edit it so i go before him and it just sounds like he's just calling yeah. me like, I want to <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I guess I mean it was an ice cream hater so yeah. Jay Scott yeah. like he I mean, what I like about it as well is that he posts something almost every like second day or every day and there's definitely a voice or a definitely kind of a, a theme that he follows and it's not sometimes you go to some of these blogs and it's very much you kind of feel like somebody's just gone through Vimeo and just found the latest things and just like plug them through which is fine, but I mean, I like a particular style, which obviously he does as well. And so when I go to the site, I know it's, it's going to be on the same stream and stuff. Because yeah. so many times you'll go to one of these sites and there's like a thumbnail and you'll just like hover over it and thinking, nah, that, that looks a bit too much like, you know, this or that. Whereas with each one he picks, I'm just like, yeah, that's, that's really good. Awesome. Yeah. And inspiration. Where would you find inspiration from... Um, instead of the normal places following motion designers, is there something that you find inspiration for your work and creativity? Um, I guess, I mean, I hate having to say this, but I mean, I do go to the films quite a lot. Um, and yeah, I go with like a, a couple of friends of mine and afterwards we'll go and sit in the bar and we'll like absolutely analyze it. Like yeah. we've brought other people along and you can just look on their face that this isn't a conversation that most people enjoy doing, but we'll like break it down scene by scene where they got it right, where they got it wrong. How was it? What was the secret magic of that film that we're still talking about it? Yeah. It sounds like fun. I want to come. Yeah. yeah I'm thinking, yeah. I want to be part of that conversation. Uh, oh, we don't do it anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I'll tell you the next one later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Once Blair's gone. Cause it was like, um, I don't know if they're still doing it, but as a freelancer, uh, I could take, you know, I could have days off. Yeah. Um, and so the Academy th- uh, Cinema down in town, underneath the public library, yeah, has a cool one, yeah. yeah, has the five dollar Wednesdays. No, oh, I think and they're we still to, doing it. Yeah, yeah. It's still going. yeah. We used to joke about it as like loser Wednesdays because it's like <laughs> who else doesn't have to be at work today? And so yeah, we're just going and sometimes like maybe do one or two at once. Wow. And um, that's a good Wednesday. Yeah, it's just a good way to see a film. <laughs> that you're not willing to pay a full price ticket for. <laughs> but legally. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> Wicked. Nice one. Um, where can people follow you? I'd like to see them try. No, uh, I don't really have much of a presence online. Um, yeah. Keep you, off the grid, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, all my kind of social 
uh, pages are of different under different names. You're in the Slate profiles. group, though, so you can uh, find you in there. Yeah, you could. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Okay. I, I've, got, I've got to be more active on that, I guess. Is there a prize? For finding Sam, oh, totally. <laughs> it's very much the kind of yeah. rumble still trying will, if you can do it. Yeah. I will send a signed certificate to the first person who finds Sam online. <laughs> yeah, points with, the, with points. the gold star and everything <laughs> and the chocolate bar. Awesome, awesome. Okay, um, Will, mm. quickly because mm-hmm. we're going to have to jump back to work now. Yeah, um, pro video pick. Uh, I'm reading a book at the moment called Tribe of Mentors by Tim Ferriss. It's great. Awesome. Nuggets of awesome information by lots of people who are successful at various different things. Awesome. Mm. Inspirational video. Uh, hmm. I watch a lot of different stuff. Um, I just watched a really cool video about branding and about the, there's this woman called Yo Santana or something like that. She's on the, she's on the future anyway. She does a speech at so I didn't even like check the title too much. I just got linked to it through another future video. But um, she talks about branding and how her how she built her little company, um, and then started some of her own side projects as well. Um, she made a um, it's like a luxury cookie company. Cool, fruit. cool. Okay, following who are you following online? Uh, everyone. <laughs> I'm, I'm all over the place Shit there, eh? You like, are, you are. Everyone. <laughs> okay, so everybody on the internet. Man, Matt, Matt Lloyd. On the internet. Love Matt Lloyd. He does the show notes. That's going to be really hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good look. Just, Just everybody on the internet. Yeah. or something. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> Thank you, Matt, for doing the show notes. You make my life so much easier, bro. Thank you so much. Um, Will, inspiration. What's another point of inspiration for you? Uh, I... Uh, I watch a lot of videos on YouTube. I, I watch. I, I feel like if you just branch out and watch things that you don't think would have good information in them, you probably find, especially if it's on trusted channels. I watch a lot of the future, and, and usually when they've got guests on, I like it the most because you get a lot of insight from in, from industries that you or yeah. aspects of the industry that you might not necessarily deal with yourself. Yeah, I'm always <clears throat> poking fun of you watching the future. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's good. All good, all good. And where can people follow you? Uh, well, I just bought the domain willbrown.tv. So nice. I'm going to have to make that website now, aren't I? Because yeah, it's got, out there now. Yeah. You've got a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Um, and then also I'm on Instagram as well. But Sweet. I, don't, I don't post all the time. Just I'm trying to actually, that's one, th- one of my goals this year is to kind of try and find my own voice. So I think that nice. I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be working that out slowly, slowly but surely and posting some progress. Well, everybody can follow you and see how that goes for the journey. And um, yeah, you can follow the Pro Video Podcast. We're on Facebook and Twitter, and we have a Slack group too. Look for Pro Video Podcast. This links for all of this will be in the show notes or on the website. And you can follow me at Blair Walker on Twitter as also. Thank you guys for coming into the studio today and um, having mm-hmm. a yarn with me. Thank you so much. Well, Thanks for having us. Yeah. We'll do it again at different times and maybe like we'll um, throw out a topic to just deep dive into, but really keen for you guys to come into the studio more. Sweet. Sweet. It was good fun. Yeah. Cool. Do like film analysis. Maybe we could watch a film and then we could record the conversation. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) See who else likes it. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be down. All right. We better get back to work. Sweet. (laughs) All right. Have a great week, everybody. Till next time. Bye. Join the conversation on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Pro Video Podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes.